The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. If you hear the names The Beatles, Madonna, U2, or Starbucks, immediately an image or a face comes to mind. What about Marlon Brando, Bill Gates, Martin Scorsese, Tiger Woods, Mother Teresa, Serena Williams? Again, specific people come to mind. What about organizations like Twitter or Apple or even Oprah or legends like Martin Luther King? What do all of these have in common? They took the ordinary and made it extraordinary. These artists, professionals, athletes, technicians, and various individuals understood the art of reinvention. And we call them history makers. Today on 1111 Talk Radio, I have a master teacher of the art of reinvention. I have with me today Wesley Gu, who is a national and international trainer and speaker. He has brought together a community called the Reinvention Community, in which he trains and organizes and supports people in discovering their new selves. Throughout his life, he has contributed in music, writing, and education, and has been a trainer, mentor, and coach to many, many individuals. I'd like to welcome Wesley Gu to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. It is, it's wonderful to have you because I think in particularly this day and time where so much is happening and where so many people are finding themselves in a position of either being uh, gifted to find another job or or choosing for themselves to do something else, a lot of that does require knowing how to literally reinvent yourself or knowing how to take the steps to, in your own mind, discover who else you can be other than who you have been. Wow, you said it right on the nail right there. Um, you're, you're definitely right on with that. It seems like these days we really put our hope in our resources often. We put our hope in how much money we have. And if we don't have much money, then we're kind of feeling stuck or we're paralyzed. We put uh, our our heart into, you know, our this or that or our material possessions or the gifts we possess. And most of the time, really, it's not about the resources you have. It's about your ability to be resourceful on the inside. And that's really what reinvention is about. It's about seeing the resourcefulness within you, being able to reinvent yourself to become more relevant for an ever-changing market. Well, and for a lot of people, they're going to they're gonna hear that and they're going to say, well, 
I, I can be resourceful on the inside, but if I really don't have the resources or my life's in a mess or the bank just doesn't have enough money uh, in it to help me sustain, how do I actually move into something else? I'd, I'd like you to start by first telling a little bit of your story because it's pretty powerful and it's probably a place that many people have found themselves. And, um, and, and, and it speaks to what a lot of people are in right now, which is credit card debt. Sure, sure. Definitely. I mean, that's, you know, my story is very much uh, centered in credit card debt. I had a lot of credit card debt. And what had happened was that you always think that, I heard someone one time say that credit card debt is like borrowing from your future to pay for your present. And that was right on because really you don't have the resources. So instead of really looking inside to how you can become more resourceful, you end up thinking, well, here's the solution. Someone hands you, you get pre-approved, you get... Uh, pre-whatever for these credit cards, and you're inundated with that stuff that this is the answer. So you think, okay, I'll just borrow a little bit here, borrow a little bit there, and I'll just do this little bit, and then I'll be able to get back up on my feet. But nothing changes internally, so you end up just racking up more debt, racking up more debt, and you always put off it till later. And it makes and, you feel bad. It makes you feel really bad that I, I know I can, don't need to spend this, but you know sometimes getting into that habit of buying something that makes you feel better based on the, the situation that you're in, yet when you do spend, you find yourself in a worse situation than you were before. Definitely. You're racked with guilt. You can't sleep at night. Sometimes you have creditors calling you. It's just it can weigh on you. And then suddenly your ability to tap into your resourcefulness diminishes and you really don't feel all that resourceful because you're just so beat up over the whole thing, and that's where something has to switch, something has to change, a light bulb has to go off. So how did this occur in your life? You, you had some credit card debt, and how did you switch that, or what got you into being such a master teacher at the reinvention art? Yeah, I never really found, I never really thought I would be in this line of work. It never was something that I was interested in. Uh, I kind of consider myself more of an artist in the sense that I love music and films, and I've been involved in those two genres for uh, quite a while, doing music and being involved in, in television or filmmaking or that sort of thing. Those have been my passions. And then I kind of found myself in this, this line of work because of that exact reason. I was in credit card debt. I was struggling. I thought, well, I need to not follow my passion for now, and I need to get a job that's going to pay the bills because I want to be responsible. So what I ended up doing was I started to do real estate because I thought, well, real estate, you make a ton of money. It's commission-based. sky's the limit. But what it ended up happening was... I went into real estate, $20,000 in credit card debt, and a year after being in real estate, I was $40,000 in credit card debt. So it didn't really help me to, to think that that was going to be the answer for me, a change of job or a change of this. That wasn't the answer. So I just found myself sinking until I got exposed to the work of a gentleman by the name of Anthony Robbins. And maybe you've heard of him or some of your listeners have heard of him. Tony Robbins uh, really came in and helped me turn my whole life and business around. And that's kind of where it started for me. And and one thing I'd like to go back to is you said that you kind of went into something to be more practical because you knew that at the moment your passion wasn't fulfilling that pocket. Um, but I do find that sometimes people will settle for something else, and if you don't go into something you're passionate about, is there really a way that you can be successful at it? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's the kind of line that's told to you often that if you follow your passion, the money will come. And that's a half-truth, uh, but it takes more than just, okay, I'm going to follow my passion. If you're not resourceful enough to learn how to reinvent the various areas of your life, 
then you're just following it and you're broke. And so you end up saying, okay, well, I need to pay the bills. And I think, I think there's something to that, to saying that I need to do this just for the short term. And where people get bogged down is in, like I was, going into it with no light at the end of the tunnel. I had to set a time that how long I was going to do this. And I didn't do that going in, so I, that's why I did so horribly at real estate, was because I didn't, I didn't feel it. I didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. I was turning 30, and I was just in this place where I thought, oh, my gosh, this is not the life I envisioned for myself. Well, I'm glad so you said that because you do have to put a time frame or something in place. You have to have that light at the end of the tunnel. Otherwise, that's how people do get stuck in their ruts or stay in a situation that perhaps they don't want to be in. Absolutely. That's what I did. Once I got a vision for where my life could be and that I wasn't too old to go after a dream and that I really did have what it took uh, or have what it takes inside of me that I just needed to use it a little bit more and to use it correctly, then I was able to say, okay, I'm going to do this for a short time. I'm going to set a date. Once I set a date, I am out of here, and I'm following my dream. I'm following my passion, and that's really what kept me alive during my remaining time in real estate and got me to be more successful in real estate was because I set a time. I had a vision for it about who I could be in a year or in two years or whenever you set the time for and was that part of what you gained from uh, meeting Tony Robbins, or what was the key key piece that helped you to cross that gate? Definitely. Uh, I didn't have any background in personal development. So when I first went to my first Anthony Robbins event, it was this uh, exposure to something that you have the power within you to do something about your situation if you're not happy. And that was kind of the seed of where I was at and. And leaving that event, I think that's, uh, well, you know, I love Tony's work, and he's amazing, and I'll forever be grateful. That was a seed for me that I have control over what happens to me, to, to some degree, obviously, uh, you know, natural disasters and things like that. But I'm talking about in your life, you have control to take charge of it. And the problem that I found was that we don't always feel that. We know it cognitively. We know it in our brain, but we don't feel it in our body. So when we wake up in the morning, it's easier just to continue sleeping in than it is to jump out of bed and be excited because we know we can take charge of our life, but we just don't feel like it. Well, and that feeling is so important because that's what actually creates the action. The, like you said, the thinking about it will not really do anything. It can actually still even result in procrastination. But unless sure. you have that inner feeling that drives you, you're not going to move. Yeah, definitely. And I think what the, the seed where it starts is you have to get a vision for what you love. And it starts by stopping and, and kind of clearing your mind and saying, just taking a breath. Sometimes you'd be amazed at just stopping what you're doing, stopping the mind process, and just inhaling, taking a deep breath, let it out, and say, okay, what do I want in this life? What is my objective? What do I, who do I feel that I am? And you really you get clear about what are the things you're passionate about, not just what do I want to do. So much of our society is based on doing and so little on being that we think, oh, what do I want to do? Well, I want to pay off debt. I want to buy a new house. I want to get a new car. And all that stuff's great. But doing all that stuff, whether it's getting married or buying a new house or starting a new job, that stuff doesn't fulfill you in and of itself. It only fulfills if it stems out of a being that you created for yourself. 
Most definitely, most definitely, and that's where the reinvention really comes into play. But I, I do think it, it also requires uh, having a mentor or having a coach that can support you because sometimes I think we people, we get so in our own stuff that we can't really see clearly. And there can be places in life where uh, it's it's hard to capture that vision or it's hard to get out of that cloud. Do you meet people like that, I'm sure? Absolutely. I, I feel that most people are, they want to take that step. They want to go after it. They, it. they say, wow, what everything you're saying sounds right, but, and then there's that long pause. And, and there's this layer of fear that they've been brainwashed with, and they're just paralyzed by it, this emotional fear. So it's easier to do something like blame. Well, I'd like to do more, but my family holds me back, or my job, or my lack of finances, or the government, or this or that or God or the devil or the universe or someone's against me, and they end up just blaming anything and everything they can blame. And, and unfortunately, blame always leads to just weakness. Just plain and simple, emotional, mental weakness is the result of blame. So, yes, definitely, they need a mentor. They need somebody to guide them through the process. I had that early on. I still have it today. Uh, it's invaluable to have somebody say, look, I understand where you're at. I know what you're going through. Let me help guide you through this process. And it's amazing what can happen. Because if we continue just doing what we've always been doing and not allowing other perspectives to come into play or not allowing even just the feeling of safety of having someone that you feel like is in your court, uh, you can encounter the same experiences over and over again. I am here today with Wesley Gu, who is the founder of the Reinvention Community. You can find out more about that at wesleygoo.com, W-E-S-L-E-Y-G-O-O.com. Wesley delivers a message of personal liberation through the art of reinvention. With his unique perspective on how to bring about transformation, he continues equipping leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and professionals for the future. Look up his website, and when we come back, we're going to discover a little bit more about Mindset. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 
1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. very much gravitates towards celebrities and rock stars and, and the life of the rich and famous. We're always intrigued by how these people live, or even individuals that seem to accomplish a lot. But we don't always take a look at how these people have continuously reinvented themselves to climb new heights. If you look back at your life, have you always been the same person, or have you taken the time to really know yourself and take the steps to reinvent yourself? I'm here with Wesley Gu, a master teacher at the Art of Reinvention. He is the founder of the Reinvention Community, and you can find out more about that at WesleyGu.com, W-E-S-L-E-Y-G-O-O.com. And we were speaking about his story and Wesley, welcome back. I have a quick question for you. Um, sure. A lot of people do have a challenge sometimes with their breakthrough. And what I'd like to talk about is do we all have the same breakthrough that we're trying to get to or do we have a specific breakthrough and does that um, does it all stem from still the same kind of blockage? Wow, great question. Uh, you know, one of the things I learned and how I got to this point was that in traveling the country when I did work for Tony Robbins, one of the questions I inevitably asked, and we're talking, I was running probably 10 to 15 meetings a week with a whole new set of people for about four to five years doing that every week. Uh, so you meet thousands of people. So the number one question I'd ask is, what do you want in your life and what stops you from getting it? And it's amazing that it's always the same things that stop us. It's always the same things. These were the top seven that I encountered. Number one, no money. Number two, no time. Number three, laziness. Number four, blame. Five, fear. Six, procrastination. And number seven is very much like procrastination. It's called, I'm working on it. And those are the same challenges that most people go through in some form of that. There's a few others, but generally speaking, if you ask someone what stops them from getting their breakthrough, that's what's listed. Now, let's let's break those down a little bit, again? Wesley. Let's break those down a little bit so that people okay. can kind of identify with where they're getting blocked by one or more of these. And, and does that have to do with their mindset or their belief system? Is that where their blockage is? Oh, very much so. You know, and I'm not somebody that would say, 
you know, say you have a ton of money when you don't have any money. I'm not that type of a, of a teacher. Um, I'm very realistic about things. It's like, okay, if you have no money, that's, that's fine, but no money in comparison to what? Let's break that down. And what does it take to get money? Have you ever had money? What does it take, you know? And, and it's funny, no matter who you are in the, like, the money thing, there's people in the room with different degrees of money in their bank, but they all feel like they just don't have enough money. And there's that desire inside that I never have enough. And that does, like you said, come back to beliefs. And and to get past something like that, you know, because money concepts can stem from so many places. It can stem from how we were brought up, what we saw, whether we feel we deserve money or not based on people that we knew and our feelings of guilt or shame around what money means. Um, that That's all part of what creates our belief system, correct? Definitely. Very true. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you were to take somebody and say, okay, um, I have a $1,000 program that I, need you, that I want you to sign up for, and it will revolutionize your life. So are you willing to do it? They'd say, no, I just don't have any money. But if you were to say to that person, I will take everything you own, or something will happen if you don't come up with $1,000 by the end of the week, everyone you know will be gone, and everything you own will be gone, wiped off the face of the earth. Could you come up with $1,000? Well, of course they could somehow. Because it's not really about the resources, like I said in the beginning. It's not about what they currently have or don't have. It's what is their ability to get what they need or what they want. That's what's missing is that internal desire to say, no, I can get it done. Let's make it happen. Now, I don't know how exactly, but every moment I'm going to find out how. Well, and let's now move on to that concept of time, because when it comes to abundance, you know, whether it's money or whether it's time, sometimes both seem to be lacking. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, time is really the one commodity I think that we all have in common, whether you're Oprah Winfrey or, or president or whether you're you or I, uh, we all have 24 hours in a day. And really, it's not, um, you know, if, when I ask people in a room of people, I say, do you find the time to do that which you are absolutely committed to doing in your heart of hearts? If you are 110% committed, will you find the time? And they all say yes. But most of the time when they say, oh, I just don't have the time, it's really that there's a lack of commitment. And that lack of commitment stems back to probably a fear of some sort that's inside of them. And when it comes to your other ones, which were laziness, procrastination, and I'm working on it, in a way those seem kind of linked, but yet they seem very separate. Can you give the distinction between those three? Yeah, definitely. Uh, laziness is really just a lack of passion towards something. I remember working with someone one time who said their biggest problem was laziness. And I said, um, have you ever had any time in your life that you were not lazy? And he said, yeah. And then I said, when was that? And he <laughs> proceeded to describe, but I had to stop him, um, a, a moment of intimacy that he shared with his significant other. And I said, okay, well, in that moment, were you lazy? And he said, no, I was fully passionate. And, and so... We have it within us to be passionate. It's just that whatever we're going after, usually if we feel lazy about it, it's that we're not passionate or that that thing that we think we want somehow in our brain is not emotionally juicy enough. And it's I love not that really what we want. Yeah, exactly. It's either it's either what we want or it's not what we want. But um, if it's what we want and we still don't go after it, then it's because it's phrased differently. So, for example, let's say someone wants to lose weight, and they put up on their goal board or their list, uh, I want to lose weight and exercise more. Well, both of those terms are not emotionally juicy to them. In fact, they hate those terms, exercise, 
lose weight, oh, it just feels like so much work. So they have to change the language to make it emotionally juicy for them. In other words, they need to say, I want to be active or stimulate the energy in my body. Or they've got to reword it to where their brain isn't so familiar with those terms, exercise, lose weight, work out. They've got to get emotional juice attached to whatever their goal is. When they do that, then the laziness starts to turn because they feel more of an emotional connection to it. I like that term, emotional juiciness. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to use that one. Yeah, I like fear, that. of course, you know, pretty much everything boils down to fear uh, when it stops you from something. And, and the fear is ultimately some form of you're going to be rejected or you're not going to be loved or, or usually you can sort of chunk every fear down to that, that core fear that you're not enough, you're not good enough. And so that's what usually stops people. Why don't you go after that? Oh, I'm just lazy. Well, really, if you break it down sometimes, it's a deep-seated fear that they won't succeed at it or that somehow it means pain for them. So they fear that and they don't, don't, don't do it. And then procrastination is, is pretty much the lie that you tell yourself, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it tomorrow. And then the, the more dangerous side, because, you know, everybody knows procrastination is bad, but the danger one, which I didn't even realize until I sort of went out on the road and talked to so many people, was that the, the wolf in sheep's clothing, as it were, of procrastination is when they say, I'm working on it. Oh, yeah, I'm working on it. Well, great. How long have you been working on it for? Until you see the results you've been wanting to see. Well, I'm working on it. And they tell themselves that, and it ends up acting something like an emotional credit card where they swipe it to buy themselves good feelings, and they pat themselves on the back and say, I'm working on it, when really uh, they're just charging up for themselves feelings, good feelings that they're going to have to pay for at a later date. That's pretty powerful. That's uh, probably a light bulb that's going off in a lot of listeners' heads at this particular moment when they think about all the things they've said, I'm working on it. Yeah. Now, someone will corner me and say, well, when, what about if you really are working on it? And here's what the, the caveat I'll say. I'll say you can measure it, and the rate that you're working on it, you're getting the results in the time that you want. In other words, I worked with a woman one time, and I said, uh, what's your goal? And she said, I want to lose 30 pounds. And I said, great. How long have you been working on that? And we calculated out it had been about 45 years. And she said, well, no, seriously, I'm working on it. And I, I felt bad for her, but it's like that degree of working on it is not going to get her to see the results. You have to be able to measure it. You have to be able to say, I'm happy with the rate of return I'm getting with the effort I'm putting in. That's a good working on it. Well, and you went back to, um, going back to your, your conversation in the first segment, you said something about giving yourself a timeline or having a vision for something. So when we are having a project that's in place, Rather than using those terms of I'm working on it, if we have in position what our due date is, and I don't like to say deadline because that's one yeah. of those words that seems to uh, to create a negative connotation, but if we have a due date so that we really are birthing something through us, uh, is that a way to support changing our mindsets? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, you can say you're going to do something uh, all day long, but until you schedule it, until you put it on a calendar, until you tell people and put it out in the universe that this is the date that it's going to happen, then it's really not real uh, because you don't have any sort of accountability. And so what will happen was if you have it on the calendar and that date comes and goes and you haven't done what you said you're going to do, you suddenly are faced with that fact versus, yes, I'm going to lose weight. Well, how much weight and by when? That way you can measure it not sort of like, oh, just in general, because you can take the next 40, 50, 60, 100 years and do that and never see the results. And the last one that we have not talked about has to do with blame, and that's probably a pretty powerful blocker for a lot of people. 
Yeah, I had a, a situation came up, and this image came to me, and I started talking more about blame, where I had two family members that were quarreling with each other. And one of them, I would talk to both of them, and for about four months they didn't talk. And I would talk to one of them, and I'd say, what's going on? And they would say, well, she just, you know, I'm trying to, I want to, to resolve it, but she just won't let me. She just holds that grudge. And then I would go to the other one, and I'd say, you know, what's going on? And she would say, well, I want to do this, but that person just holds that grudge. And it was kind of like they were giving each other the power to change the situation. So really when you blame, you give up the power to change it, and you hand it to whatever you're blaming. So if you're blaming the economy for why you can't do well in your business, you're taking all your power to make a change, and you're handing it to the economy, saying, I can't really do anything. Or if you're blaming your spouse for the problems in your relationship, or your significant other, you're giving them the power. You can't start blaming things because you give away power when you do it. You can't even blame yourself. You have to be able to say, okay, I'm not going to blame. What is the step I can take towards resolving this or making it better or, or raising the standards here? You have to ask a better question. Absolutely. And as we move out of these seven different places that Wesley Gu has mentioned to us, we have to get into a place of mindset, and we're going to learn more about what mindset is from Wesley Gu. He has wesleygu.com where you can also get involved with the reinvention community and support yourself in reinventing yourself for a new experience in your life. Wesley received his master's degree in theology and biblical studies from Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California. In addition, he holds a master's certification in neurolinguistic programming and is a certified health and success coach. We'll be right back with Wesley Gu. Be Extraordinary Seventh Wave Network Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444 People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you looking for life's balance? Look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgery. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer. 
and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. If you enjoy our weekly shows on 1111 Talk Radio, then I urge you to also get a subscription to 1111 Magazine. Each, uh, each bi-monthly issue features wonderful interviews with artists, with speakers, with teachers that can help you sustain a positive attitude, become more empowered, allow yourself to uh, stake into greater health and well-being, and just continually stay uplifted. You can find out more about the magazine at 1111mag.com. That's 1111mag.com. Our next issue has some wonderful features with Debbie Ford and her new movie, The Shadow Effect, and also Peter, Ro- Peter Rogers' new film, Oh My God. So it's a really exciting issue. Today I have with me Wesley Gu, who is speaking on the art of reinvention. He is a master teacher, and he has created a reinvention community. You can go to wesleygoo.com and find out more about that. But some of the benefits include strategic training and coaching sessions, um, audio and video content, advice from different experts, ideas for igniting your spiritual life, different membership forms, and so, so much more. There's just lists of things here that you get with that membership. So I urge you to take a look at his site, wesleygoo.com. Wesley, when People are really in whatever place they're in. We're all at a different place in our personal growth and development. Mindset really can play such an important part because we attract to ourselves the experiences and the people to help mirror back to us where we are. So based on what we are each looking at in our world, how do we raise up that mindset? And I guess, first of all, if if you could define what mindset really is. Mindset. Wow. Wow. how to define mindset. Mindset is, uh, I would say, who you think you are or what you think. um, It's really what you believe to be true about your life, about the world we live in, about anything. Your mindset is what you believe to be true. And would this be just conscious or is it unconscious beliefs as well? It's like an iceberg. Probably 10% of it is conscious and 90% of it is unconscious. And just let us know what happens uh, if we really don't have a handle on that ninety percent of the unconscious iceberg. Well, what happens? You just need to pretty much look at your results. Uh, anyone can look at the results and tell where they're at with their belief system or their mindset on a scale of one to ten. Ten being a role model for mindset and belief system. One being terrible. You would just need to look at your results. Wow, how are you in your health? How are you in your spirituality? Where are you in your career, your finances, your emotional state? Are, where are you on a scale of 1 to 10? And, and ask yourself, how much or uh, how in love am I with the results that I see? If I'm not a 10, then we have challenges. And most people would, if they're honest, they're not a, a 9 or a 10. They'd probably be 
much lower than that because they're not frustrated. And really, it doesn't just affect you. You know, you go home to your family, you look your kids in your eye, and kids see things. They look into your eyes. They they know something's up. How many times I can look back and think about times I saw my parents go through certain things, and they didn't even have to say anything. They just knew. And kids are smart like that. They're intuitive. They know things. So we end up passing ourselves and our limiting belief system onto them. We really do. We transfer who we are to our children, um, even even without knowing it. Sometimes our subtlest moves or a statement that really doesn't mean a whole lot to us will be taken to, to true heart by a child. Definitely, definitely. Kids pick up uh, on many things and they'll surprise you. And that's the, the, the thing is that, and, I, and I'm very empathetic towards people for that because I understand that how tough it is to understand yourself, let alone know how to raise your, your child properly. Fortunately, we have books and teachers and coaches in, in areas like that, but it's, you know, we're still trying to figure out ourselves, and that day doesn't ever end where we're trying to really figure out why I make these decisions, why I follow these patterns. But the closer we can get to understanding that for ourselves, the closer we can get to making sure that our children have the life that they were born to have. And going back to you saying um, the results that you're getting in your life based on the 1 to 10, uh, they are all connected, whether it's your spiritual life or your relationship or your finances. Even if you're doing really, really one in, uh, well in one aspect of your existence uh, yes. and the other aspects are not quite so well, it, it's still a barometer for where you are generally in all those places. Would you, would you say that or do you have a different opinion? Oh, no, definitely. I, I do a, a talk on uh, called How You Do Anything is How You Do Everything. And really, it's a, it's a talk that if you do something in one area, I would immediately ask, where else is this showing up in your life? If you're late to work consistently, I'd say, where else is that showing up in your life? Are you late elsewhere? Uh, if you have an anger problem in a certain area, let me ask you this, where else does that show up in your life? Because everything spills over into each other. If you're out of shape physically, it's hard to feel totally comfortable in intimate settings with your partner because you, every area affects every area at some level. And so, yes, yeah, very true. They're all connected together. Most definitely, and, and like you were saying, if, if you're experiencing anger in one area of your life, uh, you'll either be the the brunt of that anger in another area or you'll be giving off the same type of experiences as well in in that other area. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this, again, you'll see people who are uh, struggling in their relationship in one area struggle in their finances in another. Now, that's not always the case. And sometimes we learn to really compartmentalize where we make really good money at work, but when we go home, our relationship is in shambles. But that's because we end up working. We don't take the same recipe that we make at work or make it in the successful areas and transfer it to the areas that we're not successful in. And that's usually what I try to get people to do. I, I talked to a young lady one time who was a bodybuilder, and she was very fit physically, but she just couldn't seem to make it in her finances. And what she needed to do was take the same approach that she had to working on her body, have the same belief system, the same feelings about it, the same urgency about it, and transfer that to the other area. And she had never thought about taking the recipe as it was uh, from that area and transferring it to the other area, but it can be done. And that's extremely powerful because so often we, we overlook that, gosh, I am successful in this one area. How do I do it? What are the things I put in place? What are the patterns? What are the beliefs that I've got going? And, and how is it different than this other area of my life? Just that one simple step can really help a person start to shift things. 
Definitely. That's one of the things I do with my clients is that we'll sit down and we'll say, look, let's find the areas that you have been successful in. And most of the time they'll say, like, well, if they're frustrated enough, they'll say, I have never been successful. I, I don't have any area I'm proud of. But if you scan the history of their life, you'll find some time, some period, some event where they did amazing and they were proud of themselves. They did something, they stepped up, and you just have to latch on to those moments when they did have clarity, they did see the way, they did uh, reach down inside themselves and have that strength, and they implemented it and they got the results. And then we try to tap into that uh, power that resides in them and transfer it into the other areas where they're lacking in certain areas and watch the same results happen. Well, and the fact of the matter is, is we do all have those moments in our life. And if someone wants to be really adamant to say, no, I do not have a moment of success in my life that I can look back on, then you can look at the success of being miserable that you're achieving in that moment. There is always a moment of success. Definitely. It can be definitely. And, on. and it can be, it doesn't have to be uh, financial. A lot of people feel, well, I don't have, I've always been struggled financially. It doesn't have to be a financial success. It can be an emotional success. I had a really great day or I had a relationship that worked for a while and it was powerful. Well, what happened in those moments to make it, to make it uh, successful? And let's break those down. Uh, if I can give a, uh, an analogy real quick, if you have a pen and paper, write this down. There's a, there's a wheel concept that I use a lot of times when I talk, and I, don't, I can't. I'll just describe it to you. But at, it'll go like this. Beliefs is at the top, your beliefs or your mindset. Then it goes to your feelings is the next box in the circle. Because beliefs determine how you feel on an every, any given day or on, at any time. Then your feelings lead to how, your actions, what you do. If you don't feel like doing something, you're not going to do it. Those feelings lead to the action. The action leads to the, the results you get. And then the results lead to an identity, who you are. And then once you're, you have an identity set for yourself, it goes right back to the beliefs again. So it's kind of like who you are is shaped ultimately by your beliefs. And so, like we said at the beginning, yeah, it definitely the mindset, the belief, that's where it all starts. That's why when we take those few moments of success they've had in their life somewhere, I, that's the first thing I do, try to break down what was their belief system about that. Well, and that wheel that you just described is an extremely powerful tool for people to at least start with. If for nothing else to say, I want to stop right now, understand where I am right now, and then reach out and get a coach, get a mentor, get involved in a community like the reinvention community that can support me in continually spiraling upward in my beliefs, my feelings, my actions, my identity, my results, all of these different things so that they can continually spiral upward and really change their lives. We do have the power to change our lives. Definitely, and I think like you said it right there, you have to stop. And for me, that moment is when you get sick enough of it. I call it the 212 moment. You know, water at 211 is really hot, but at 212 it boils. You need to reach that tipping point in your life where you stop softening it to yourself. You stop saying, oh, later I'll do it or I'll get around to it. Stop softening it because then you delay your, your progress or your growth. Say, no, I'm sick of not getting the results. What is this costing me? What will it cost me 10 years from now if I don't do anything about it? And you just corner yourself and you say, I'm not going to let you get away with it. You get sick of it, and then you make a change. You decide, I needed to do something new. I need to step it up. I need to reinvent my results, my actions, my identity. Well, and the fact is, we do not make changes until something hurts bad enough. But do we really have to let it get to the point where it hurts that bad to change? 
we exactly. can make that conscious decision and really move before we hit a big boulder and and, and allow ourselves to change when it's just a little pedal, pebble getting stuck under our shoe rather than kicking into the boulder and, and really letting it be painful. <laughs> yeah, very true. I mean, that's really when it has to happen. You have to get yourself, and that's why I try to encourage people, Get yourself to the point already where you're being sick of it. Don't wait until it's 10 years from now and it's much worse. Do it now. If you hear anything from me in the whole talk, do it now. Do it now. That's exactly what Wesley Goo says. And what I want you to do right now is look up his website, wesleygoo.com, and consider being a part of the reinvention community. Wesley Goo teaches people how to live like a rock star, how to create inspiration, how to achieve the art of reinvention, how to tap into your emotional currency, and how to create massive action days. We're going to be right back with Wesley Goo, wesleygoo.com, and we're going to talk a little bit more about reinvention and the 212 moment. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. 
Throughout his life, Wesley Gu has inspired others through his contributions in music, writing, and education. Within his work, he is an internationally recognized speaker, trainer, mentor, and coach. He has worked with the Tony Robbins companies and now is the uh, founder of WesleyGoo.com and the founder of the Reinvention Community, which supports individuals in achieving their own reinvention. With his unique perspective on how to bring about transformation, he continues equipping leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and professionals for the future. Definitely take a look at his website, W-E-S-L-E-Y-G-O-O.com, WesleyGoo.com. Wesley, welcome back. I would like to, in our last segment, um, go into uh, one topic. I know we were talking about the 212 moment, and um, I, I want you to complete that thought if there was anything else that you needed to say in regard to that from our last segment. But I'd also like to get into the difference between risk and courage and comfort and fear. I've heard you with this conversation before, and I found it very, very powerful, um, especially with your statement that you ended with at the last segment was, do it now, um, so I'd like to talk about how risk and courage are related to doing something now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, the longer I live, the more I realize that anything great that you want in life is going to involve risk. There's a sign uh, that I have hanging in my place that says, great love and great achievement involve great risk. Uh, it's just there's nothing great that ever comes without risk. And if it's you finding it that it's too hard for you or the thing you're going after, the dream that you have is too difficult, then that's exactly why you need to continue it. Because I remember I'm a big movie fan, and there's a, a movie that I love called A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks and Gina Davis, I think is her name. And there it's about the women's baseball league. And so one of the lines in there, when Gina Davis's character is getting ready to quit because it just gets hard for her, um, Tom Hanks, the manager, says it's supposed to be hard. The hard is what makes it great. If it wasn't hard, everybody would be doing it. So there's a reward that's equal to the risk when you take it. But, yeah, most people kind of side with comfort, safety, uh, and, and they just want it, things not disturbed. And, unfortunately, the degree of success and happiness you're going to feel in your life is directly connected to the degree of risk and uncertainty you can live with. And that probably is striking fear into people's hearts as we speak because they're thinking, but how do I go after my dream? How do I jump into that big pool of of, of infinity when I don't know if I'm going to actually yeah. land in water well, or land on the yeah, cement? You know, how do, what, what do we do with that fear? Well, you have to go on the offensive. You can't just try to deal with the fear. Let me give you one more movie analogy, Star Wars. There's a scene where... Han Solo and Chewie and all of them are being chased by stormtroopers down the hall. And there's like two of them and there's like 50 stormtroopers who are the bad guys, if you have not seen the movie. And there's a moment where Han gets this idea. He tells Chewie, go meet me back at the ship. I got an idea. He grabs his gun. He turns around and he runs towards the stormtroopers, the bad guys, like 50 of them. And they all have guns. And he just starts screaming at the top of his lungs with shooting his gun. And the stormtroopers all look at each other and they turn the other direction and start running. And there's this hilarious moment where you have one guy chasing 50 stormtroopers away, and they're running away screaming, and he's yelling at the top of his lungs. In other words, he didn't just settle for, oh, gosh, okay, this is going to be scary. He decided to go on the offensive. Whatever you fear, whatever is, is holding you back from going after what you want, you have to get on the offensive and decide to do it now. You have to turn the tide on that fear. Chase that fear down, track it down, hunt it down, and destroy it. And that now, so let's, let's 
make a hypothetical project. And so okay. I, I come up with this idea that I want to do, and um, it's it's really large, and it's got a big vision. Sure. So then I start to go into that place of fear where my heart starts to clench up and I get in a knot in my stomach, and I say, well, okay, that's it's a big dream. I'll... I'll just write the dream down and I'll put it away until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you need to put that dream up in front of you to where you see it. But it's not you. It's not just you. There's, there's power in having a team. So what you need to do is first raise your standards. Get that vision for what you want. And, and don't be afraid, even if you never go after it. Put it down on paper. Put it down somewhere where it's out of you. It'll feel great just getting it out of you. I had a dream to be on TV one time, and I didn't tell anybody because I thought I'd be laughed at. And a year later, I was on my favorite television program acting as a, uh, it was on the show ER. I grew up watching ER. I loved it. I dreamed about, like, I loved that show. I even tried to get a job taking out the trash on the show one time because I thought just being close to it. Well, a year later, I was on the show. I was playing a paramedic. I, I mean, it's just the kind of thing that if you have a dream, don't be afraid to write it down, get it out of you. Put a plan in motion and get people with you to help you get that done. In other words, bring on a coach. Bring on somebody that can help you, keep you accountable to it, strategize with you. Get that person alongside you to push you where you would otherwise shrink back. And then you just measure the results. How are we doing each week? How are we doing each month? Well, because if we dream it and we truly believe it, we can achieve it. And sometimes we need that support system. Sometimes that support system ends up being our cheerleading squad. Sometimes they're the ones that keep us focused and on the right path. Sometimes they're the ones that keep us disciplined and accountable. It is very important to have a mentor or a good coach or a community that can continue holding your vision for you in those moments where you can't. Yeah, definitely. And the minute you go after it, you will be amazed at the at the power that you have within you to feel that you're not overcome by it anymore. I remember, and I'll just tell the story real quickly, because I have a friend from high school that's listening, and her name's Dobby, and I had this huge crush on her in high school, and I was always afraid to talk to her because she was beautiful, and, you know, I wasn't in the popular crowd. And what I ended up doing is I had a friend push me towards it. You need to do something about it. And so I wrote her the secret admirer note, and it was this big funny thing, but I, I, I felt power over the situation because I did something about it. And we're friends to this day as a result of it, but it really comes from you getting the power over that fear by having the courage to take a risk and do something about it and getting people alongside you, getting a coach, a mentor, somebody to help guide you through the process. Most definitely. Do something now. That's what we each need to stop in this moment. Write down that dream. Put it on post-it notes. Put it in your car, on your mirror, everywhere you are so that it stays right in front of you to focus on. Get a coach. Get a community. Get a mentor. And do it now. Allow risk to be in your left hand and courage to be in your right hand. Put your comfort and your fear in your back pocket and tell it it's okay to be there, but you don't want to hear a peep out of it. We are here today with Wesley Goo, and I hope you will go to his website, wesleygoo.com, W-E-S-L-E-Y-G-O-O.com. Discover more about his reinvention community. It is a very supportive community, and you can meet a lot of amazing individuals from all over the place that can help to hold your vision for you. 
Next week, we're going to have Norma Hollis, the voice doctor, who's going to talk to you about how to speak with success, how to be more powerful in your approach to people, whether it's in a soccer mom group or whether it's on a stage. We all need to be able to have that presence of power that comes from the core of our gut. And I urge you to get subscriptions to 1111magazine.com. We're very excited to now also be in Barnes & Nobles nationally, and I hope you'll run out and get a copy. You will be provided with affirmations, wonderful interviews, and features, uh, people that have delved into their dreams and made them happen to help you see what's possible in your own life. Wesley, I want to thank you for being on 1111 Talk Radio today, and I'd love for you to just share with us what um, piece of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with today. Well, I would just like to say whatever you've been procrastinating, whatever you've had in your heart that you've been afraid to take the step, now's the time to do it. Don't wait 10 years to do something about it. Whatever it is, even if it's a dream and you're embarrassed to tell anyone, shoot me an email at wesley at wesleygoo.com and let me just (laughs) guide you through past the fear. Whatever it is, don't hesitate. Do it now. Begin your reinvention process. There's a whole new you waiting. Absolutely. Do it now. Do something now. Thank you so much, Wesley. I'd like you also to visit BelieveSC.com. We have some amazing workshops coming up. Uh, Next month we will be having the Radical Forgiveness Workshop, which is a powerful, powerful workshop to help you go through those areas where you still need to forgive so that you can move beyond the blockages. You can also take a workshop, the Louise Hay Heal Your Life segment, which is a two-day workshop that allows you to go into the areas where you need healing and where you need growth and empowerment, and they can support you with that. And finally, in December, we have Gloria Karpinski that is going to be doing a weekend workshop on mystical Christianity to allow you to create the connections between the Christianity that you know and the mystical Christianity that allows your spirituality to unfold in a greater way. You can find out more about that at BelieveSC.com. That's BelieveSC.com. I'm Simran Singh with 1111 Magazine and 1111 Talk Radio, and I really appreciate you being with us tonight. I look forward to talking to you next week as we have a great conversation with Norma Hollis. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.